everyone. My name is Lopez. Hello, how are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. It's been great. Thank you. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. It's an honor to have you. Oh, it is my delight to be in your presence. Pronounce your name for me. (laughs) It's Jaritza. Jaritza. I love that. Thank you. It's great to hear your uh, voice and to uh, know that we have successfully linked and connected. Yes, of course. I was hoping. I said, she's probably busy, but I'm glad that you're on. This is great. Yes. On today's show, we have Dr. Brenda Joy. She shares tips that she actually uses to manage to fear for the fear of public speaking. Um, she is an international inspirational and instructional spe- speaker and coach. She believes that everyone has a contribution to make that is unique to them. And if they don't do it, then it simply won't get done. She helps her clients identify their strengths and assets, motivating them to develop skills to manage their fears. She has inspired diverse and Africa, Asia, Europe, and North America. Um, So I'm so glad to have you here. This is awesome. Um, I'm actually very honored to have you on this call. Um, My first question to you is, how did you do public speaking? Well, that is a great question. First, thank you for inviting me, Jaritza. Uh, and the warm introduction. I appreciate uh, your kindness uh, in saying (laughs) kind things about me and uh, introducing me with such uh, generosity. That's very important today. But how I got uh, interested in public speaking, um, well, I am what is known as, I was raised as a PK, uh, which means preacher's kid. Uh, And anyone from that background will understand uh, that there are certain expectations of the pastor's kids. And we, my siblings and I, uh, took center stage often because nobody else would. Uh, And so we uh, were given certain tasks to do. And one of them would Uh, certainly require public speaking. And that may be uh, providing the announcements uh, to those who uh, were present at a particular church service, for example. It could mean reading the scripture prior to my father's sermon. Uh, It also could mean um, taking center stage with other children or young people in the congregation and providing an oral speech, whether it was related to a particular holiday or a particular program. And so I enjoyed plenty of opportunities uh, to speak in public. And consequently, I began to enjoy the opportunity. Uh, And I also had a supportive audience and there's no better audience than those who enjoy listening to young people uh, talk and uh, help to, and they also helped me to develop my talent by t- 
praising me and giving me good constructive feedback. Uh, they always offered an opportunity uh, they always offered me an opportunity uh, to not only present uh, at uh, our church, but also at school functions or in other kinds of at other kinds of events where uh, they needed a speaker. For example, uh, a somebody to do introductions or somebody to uh, MC is what we call the uh, mistress of ceremonies. Uh, and I en enjoyed those opportunities and really took advantage of them uh, to gain a better sense of how to articulate and how to pronounce words and how to engage the audience and when to say something funny and when to stand back and say something <laughs> serious. So yes, right. I had plenty of opportunities. That's amazing. I mean, I know that you said that growing up, you were in church a lot and um, you've been able to, you know, have the opportunity to speak up and have that voice. But when you were younger, were you, were you scared speaking in public? Um, and what would you tell um, people that are in the congregation that perhaps don't have that opportunity to be able to speak? Yes. So while I was in the congregation, I was not afraid because those were people I knew. Those were people who were smiling and clapping and telling me to go forward. But when I um, began to speak in high school and in college, for example, uh, let's just start with high school. Uh, I began to uh, feel fear. I began to feel afraid because uh, sometimes when I was called up to read my paper or to read uh, from uh, a poem from a book, uh, I would hear people snickering and I would hear people whispering and the atmosphere was not as welcoming and sometimes it was chilly, it was cold. <laughs> so yes, I, I was uh, fearful. Uh, but what I learned was that um, I would speak anyway and sometimes I wouldn't do as well as I thought I could but what I would tell myself is you have another chance to get to 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 speak and speak well uh, and if you speak well that will be an opportunity for you to shine to shine your light because I noticed in high school there were some people who spoke and people received them well but typically they were the ones who uh, were assertive and seem confident about themselves. So I tried to model their behavior and walk up with my head up, my shoulders back, um, very determined uh, to get over my message. And I found with the better body language, with speaking up and speaking out and speaking with authority and confidence that the audience seemed to respect me more. They seemed to accept me more and the giggling and the whispering seemed to um, diminish. Wow, that's that's great. Um, I kind of can can relate to that as well because when I was in high school, I, I, I had all these talents, like I could sing, I could dance, um, but I never wanted to kind of show that and put that out there. So I totally get it. And, you know, it's, 
it's so important and significant to just be able to put that out there. Like whatever talent it is that you have, don't be afraid and just find what works for you. I think that's, that's the most important part. Um, however, I know that you've also been on um, Therapy Tuesday on Channel 6. Am I correct? At Therapy Thursday. That was, yes, Therapy Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Like when you're on set, how do you, how, or your first time on set, how does that, how did that feel? Yeah. So you're, so that was somewhat, uh, I, there was a bit of fear and trepidation there uh, because I was on live TV. I did not want to make a mistake. Uh, I did want to present uh, the information that I had uh, with uh, authority, and I wanted to share it in a way that connected with the audience. And also, I had to uh, engage with my interviewer, like you, (laughs) and and I wanted to do well. Uh, The the advantage that I had, though, uh, and which I will share with your audience, uh, uh, is this uh, this uh, abbreviation that I use A uh, as in Apple, C as in Car, T as in Tom, ACT, not the ACT exam, but ACT is that yeah. um, I accepted the charge when I was invited to to speak on Therapy Thursday. Uh, I accepted the charge and I knew the responsibility that was expected. For example, the viewers ask questions. They ask questions of me and then I am to respond and I want to give them actionable responses, something that they can begin doing immediately that's practical and that will bring them a positive outcome. And so I um, would try my best to give the kinds of answers that they could actually do. Uh, Nothing that they had to go to school for brain surgery in order to implement it, but things that they could do to bring about a difference. So you're right. In the beginning, uh, there was some fear and trepidation. The interviewer uh, made me feel more comfortable uh, as I have begun to do it. This is going on my second year. I am feeling quite at home in the studio and uh, it's becoming easier. Easy, easier. Uh, sometimes I'm not sure about the questions, and sometimes I'm not sure if if people like my answers. But because I'm committed to uh, what it is that I share, uh, I have more confidence. That's great. Um, I hope that this is not off topic. Topic, but you mentioned, you know, at first there is that fear when you're going into there. But if you if you drive that with action, it makes it all a little bit more at ease. Um, I do, in reference, I do want to say um, something from the biblical of the story of Moses. For those who are feeling fear of public, especially for the listeners, anyone who's listening, speaking, um, Moses did feel like he was in, inadequate enough towards his assignment. He argued with God, revealing his insecurity. I think that was Exodus 4, 10 through 12. I have never been... Eloquent. I am slow. 
um, God responded, who gave human beings their mouths? Is it not I, the Lord, now go, I will help you and teach you what to say. So when we are put in a position, let's say, for instance, anybody, whatever it is that they are doing publicly, whether they're speaking, whether it's podcasts, whether it's, you know, being on live television, um, you know, it's it's having that thought in mind that you don't have to be scared. Like eventually the right the right thing that you will have to say will come out. And, you know, as long as you're giving the listeners what they want to hear and um, you're answering their questions of your knowledge, I think that's like super important. So like that fear will completely go out of the door. Excellent, Jarissa. What powerful words you share with us. And uh, you certainly are on target. Uh, and it, and that particular passage certainly parallels with my acronym ACT, accept the charge, realize that this is a privilege that you get to share your thoughts, to share your ideas, to share uh, your particular knowledge uh, regarding the topic on which you are talking. Uh, C is for commit to prepare. Now that is the piece that if I had an entire, and when I do uh, lecture to my to college students on this topic, I spend an um, inordinate amount of time on the importance of preparation. I am right. confident uh, that you will be more confident that the audience members will be more confident if they feel prepared. Because if you are prepared on the topic, you know what you know. Uh, you may not know what, for example, if, if it's a panel, what other people know, but you know what you know, and you can be uh, courageous about what it is that you know. So I prepare, um, for example, if I'm... If I'm given a topic to speak on, I want to know what's the current, what's the current uh, literature about this topic? What is trending on this topic? And then I look at that. I also want to say, what do I personally know about this topic? What kinds of examples or stories can I give that people will enjoy hearing that's related to this topic and then can i i i even tape myself Jaritza, i right. using my phone i will tape myself and then i listen and then i'll say oh you know that's a good place for a story oh this is a good place to talk about the number of people who are impacted by this particular topic so i even listen to myself how am i sounding am i speaking too quickly am i speaking uh too softly do I have inflections? Am I enunciating well? And when I can hear myself, I can correct things that I think need correcting. And then finally, T is for talk to yourself. You gotta be your own cheerleader. You gotta be your own, your biggest fan. You have to tell yourself, I can do this. I am designed for this time. This is the time for me to shine. I've been given this opportunity and I will accept it and I will do well. And I think well means that you get 
you stand up or you sit down, however the environment or the aesthetics are for you to present and you share from your heart because you have prepared and there are people there who want to hear your story. You're going to touch somebody. You're going to reach somebody. You're going to enlighten someone. You're going to encourage someone, comfort someone, and you certainly will be appreciated for the time that you spent preparing and then delivering after accepting the charge to speak. Absolutely. This is amazing. Thank you so much for those words and those tips. They're very um, valuable um, and super essential to um, to the listeners and me as well. So I just want to thank you so much for having you here today. Um, uh, one more thing. <laughs> um, I know that you are the founder of the Mothers Group Inc., which is an award-winning nonprofit organization, correct? Yes, you have done your homework. You prepared very good. <laughs> Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that award and what it means to you and what it's to get there? Yes. So uh, the Mothers Group Incorporated, uh, believe it or not, I established that organization, this organization, uh, 30 years ago uh, when uh, I arrived to uh, a, a new place where I had no family. Um, uh, I didn't know anybody, and this was a way for me to connect with people and to uh, provide an opportunity for them to link with me. And so uh, every year we provide uh, in a what is considered a uh, underserved community, uh, children and families who uh, are lacking in essential resources, and um, consequently, they do not have a mall in that area. Transportation is poor in that area. And so we bring Santa from the North Pole and his wife, Mrs. Claus, uh, to the area so that kids can visit with Santa. And Santa's favorite book, I'm sorry, Santa's favorite present is a brand new age appropriate book. So every child not only gets to take a picture with Santa and Mrs. Claus and get a beautifully um, framed picture to take with them home, uh, they also get a brand new wrapped book uh, because reading is fundamental. We think education uh, is one way in which uh, those who are underserved can excel. And reading will help them in school. Reading will help them in their careers. Reading will help them have a better life where they can thrive and flourish. So the Mother's Group has done this, uh, what we call the Santa Community Project uh, for 30 years. And I love when the, when the children come back and their families come back and talk about how much this program meant to them because in addition to meeting with the clauses, they get to see area students, um, their talent. So we have dancers, we have uh, the ballet, the youth ballet, they come and they do scenes from the Nutcracker. We have tap dancers, hip hop dancers. We have pom-pom uh, squads and cheerleaders. Uh, we have um, also 
bands who come and orchestras play, they play uh, their instruments. And so it's an overall sort of fine arts program that we host while children wait to talk with Santa and Mrs. Claus and then leave with a brand new age appropriate book and a library card so that they can continue their reading habit. Awesome. That's great. That is such, oh my God, that is, that's amazing. Um, well, what do you have to tell the listeners? Like what you have any them? Uh, yes, I I like to leave um, the, your, the listeners with this thought uh, regarding um, overcoming the fear of public speaking. And while uh, we may not totally dismiss the fear, because sometimes, you know, like fear can be a good thing because I use fear to fuel me. Fear happens for me. And, and, and let me let me give you my definition of fear. Fear is, and I, I just wrote it out um, earlier today. A uh, fear is related, fear of fear is related to fear of failure. And that's where I've noticed, noticed that my fear originates. I do not want to fail. Right. I do not want <laughs> I to fail. That. So I have a fear of failure and it's, and it's related to, to my nervousness about suppose the outcome is unpleasant. Uh, suppose the re it results in something unfavorable and suppose worse than that, the consequences are horrible. So right. I don't want to fail, but what I have learned and I want to leave with you and your listeners that sometimes when you fear, feel fear, I consider it as fuel, fuel to let me know that I am. And part of it is too, is because we're unfamiliar with the environment or what the outcome would be. But it is fuel and it is giving you energy. It gives me energy. And I want you to take that that but those butterflies in your stomach or that <laughs> nauseated feeling uh, yes. in your tummy and use and imagine that as fuel as energy uh, that is going to propel you to success, that's going to propel you to connect with your audience in a positive way. And so I always say, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. Embrace the fear and do it anyway. Embrace the fear as your friend that fuels you, that energizes you, that is your cheerleader, that is your fan page, if you will, and do it anyway. Don't let it stop you. Don't ever uh, let some unknown outcome when you it's your time to speak stop you because it is your time to shine. Awesome. I know you have a book coming out too. Do you want to tell everybody about that? Yes, it is called mentorship. And uh, it is a guide uh, for those who are interested in uh, telling their story, because in order to really uh, become successful in whatever you do, uh, you need to be able to tell your story. People are excited when they find out that uh, I often tell the story uh, about 
my siblings and I asking my parents, could we, when I was in middle school, could we purchase an automatic dishwasher? And my parents said, why? We have three manual dishwashers, meaning me and my two siblings. And so we never got an automatic dishwasher when I grew up. But in front of the sink where I we where I would wash dishes, we each of each of us, three of us, we took a week at a time washing the dishes. Um, and typically that was for dinner. There was this plaque in front of the sink on the wall, and it said this, and and I am remembering this plaque in the saying on it from when I was a middle schooler. It says, if we were meant to talk more than we hear, we would have two mouths and only one ear. That's a good one. It, it, I agree. It made an impact. I still remember this. And so people enjoy hearing the my story. And, and I don't know. I, I am a former audiologist, speech language pathologist, and who who knows? Maybe the ears, two mouths and only one ear. Maybe that got me interested in learning about the hearing and speech mechanism, and I became an audiologist. And so I like to share my stories. I like to talk about uh, when I was. Uh, not very good in geometry and what it is that I did to do better so that at least I could pass the class with the C. So people want to hear your story. And that's what this book on mentorship is about, helping you tell your story, helping you uh, design it in a way uh, that you can build a following and then live your dreams, accomplish your goals in ways that you find beneficial official. And so it doesn't come out until next year, but I'm asking people uh, to uh, follow me on Instagram and DM me, DM me, and I can certainly keep them apprised of the book. Also, I share, I have a one sheet, I call it a, uh, a cheat sheet or click note where I include the ACT acronym along with checkoff list uh, in terms of are, are, are you accepting the commitment to, to speak and what does that mean? And then C, are you committed to preparation and what steps you need to take? And T, talk to yourself. I, I also include affirmations that you can say to reduce your fear and to learn to use it to energize you. So if, if your uh, audience or listeners would like that, all they need to do is DM me at uh, Dr. Brenda Joy, and I will send that to them, and they can have it for their own keeping and use. So, yes, I would love for them uh, to stay in touch so that I can keep them apprised of my book called Mentorship. Awesome. I can't wait to get a copy of that book. I really can. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for um, being here. It's such an honor. Um, your stories were always very intriguing thank you so much Um, and I would love to have you back again for another season it would be awesome oh Oh, maybe (laughs) yes I would love to come back Um, this has helped helped me out a lot as so and I that it's helped someone else out anyone who is listening 
So we're signing off with Teresa Lopez and Dr. Brenda Joy. Until next time's episode. <laughs>